Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia, along with my co-host Todd, and we're going to explore what exactly is Myrony. Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives, but what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as we like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now, that's Myrony. Welcome back, everybody, to That's Myrony podcast with your uh, host here, Alicia Myronic. And myself, Todd Courtney, as the co-host. We have an incredible guest today. And uh, as par for the course, because you probably have heard from our previous uh, podcasts, I don't know this guest again. So, which is great because I really do enjoy not knowing because that way when the stories and the, and the conversation that happens is uh, for the first time for me as it is for you, the listener. Uh, but they've been out of sight so far. So I'm guessing I'm going to give about a 99% chance that Alicia's pulled another one out of the old hat here. Uh, so we know, all I know is her name is Janelle. And I know her son has our books, the Max Ryan's books. That's really all I know. Yeah. So now, because I don't know her, I'm going to read a, a little script here of a little bio about her. Janelle Krista, a Hollywood spiritual coach. That's kind of cool right there. A healer, an actress producer, screenwriter, and creator of Conscious Entertainment. That's pretty much sums everything up in Hollywood. She's also the best-selling author of Spiritual Ninja. She had me a ninja. I know. And a guidebook <laughs> to energetic protection and connection in the modern world. Uh, Janelle coaches celebrity clients and people from all walks of life. Thank you, because I'm one of those on the, on the lower level of the walk of life, uh, seeking to bring fulfillment into their lives. And she's also the founder of conscious production company, Lemurian Dreams. So Janelle, it is a pleasure to meet you via this uh, Zoom conference right here and on That's My Rooney podcast. And I'm going to let Alicia take it away and start introducing you yeah. on the real side of who you are. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for well, having me. Yes. First off, Janelle, so excited for you to be here. And I, I told you it was a special day today because today is actually would have been my dad's birthday. It was also the anniversary of his memorial. So he chose this day as his memorial. He, uh, and so it was meant to be a celebration. So after you and I connected on Instagram, I felt this immediate soul connection to you. You're like my, my dear soul sister, uh, spiritual ninja, you know, meets a spiritual spidey sense and, you know, the sp superpowers we got going on. So <laughs> I want a little of that. Well, you still got to come up with your name. We're supposed, maybe we can figure that out today because seriously, yeah. spiritual ninja. She wants me to have it. Well, that one's kind of cool. I got to admit that one. I, I hate to plagiarize, <laughs> but if I'm going to, I might have to go in that direction. So it's funny because I don't know what it was. I saw your Instagram post. Um, it was a story. I don't know how we connected, but I saw one of your Instagram and I saw Spiritual Ninja. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to connect with her. So that's what I did. Was it, it just, the name that connected you or the actual post that she made? It, it you forgot the post, didn't you? No, 
Okay. Well, actually, I I'm do. I did forget. <laughs> it was it was spiritual ninja. It was you were talking. I know it what it was. Matter. You it were talking matter. about uh, podcasting. You were talking about starting your own podcast and that you were starting to get into the podcasting world. You, it was a couple months ago. And I actually just uh, DM'd her and she connected and she's amazing. And That's crazy because when I try to DM people, they just blow me off. They don't reply, nothing. It's like, well, what's the deal? You need to get your, you, you need to get your super. <laughs> I need a name. <laughs> I need a name. Something ninja. I know that. Yeah. So, no, you can't take ninja. But we can, we can come up with that. So anyway, Janelle, thank you so much for being here and sharing your journey of myrony with us in the spiritual world. Yeah, I'm actually excited so to hear this. <laughs> thank you. And Todd, you can totally be a spiritual ninja. It's meant to be a community. So I'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I want a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's only got I'll one. <laughs> So I know your, your story, it's really interesting, um, people that work in the spiritual world and, and why uh, Janelle kind of have, and I have kind of an either, even funnier story about like what we say about our, our, our superpower names. So she's spiritual ninja, but when I had my experience, that really big spiritual experience that I haven't gone too much in, the day before it happened, I felt all this dark energy coming at me. And I actually called myself the energy vampire slayer. So I was like, spiritual ninja, energy vampire slayer. That was me coming into your life. <laughs> Add a little spidey <laughs> sense. And like, it's like, wow, superpowers, right? So, but I know you have gone through quite a lot. Like first you were an actress. Um, and when did you get into acting? Uh, I, you know, I started actually acting when I was a little kid. I loved it. I was in a lot of plays and did that all through uh, junior high and high school. And then when I was 18, I was asked to be in a film. And that was um, kind of when I said goodbye to theater for the most part. And I fell in love with film and I've been doing film ever since. Where were you raised, if I might ask? Uh, you surely can ask. I was raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, you were? Oh, I yeah. like that. Okay. I go to Park City quite often. I love that place. Yeah. Uh, I, I ask because sometimes it's, I, you go, I wonder sometimes if somebody comes out, well, even Salt Lake, but you go even farther, like, you know, Alaska or Idaho or Montana. It's like, how did they become actors? Right. <laughs> you think everybody lives down the street from Hollywood and, and they just show up as a kid from their mom, dragging them to like, instead of soccer practice, they drag them to acting class or something. Right. That happens. You do see that sometimes for sure. <laughs> so did you recognize your spiritual abilities as a young kid or like when did you start tapping into that side to yourself? You know, um, yes and no, because I think as a kid, I wouldn't have called it spiritual abilities. I would have called it imagination, which I've actually circled back around to at this point. You know, I call myself a spiritual ninja, but really I believe spirituality is the depths of our imagination and uh, we are living within our creator's imagination. And so, um, yes, as a child, uh, I was definitely very imaginative. I love to play pretend. I obviously still do. Um, and <laughs> I love to explore, <laughs> uh, you know, magical realms of fantasy and mystery and enchantment. And so, yes, but it wasn't like I was saying, oh, I see angels and I'm psychic. And I, you know, I had no language for that. 
it was more like I have a million imaginary friends and they're awesome. <laughs> That's cool. So what, um, what abilities would you say you tap into um, now that you recognize um, as- well, What was this, okay, do you mind if I- No, no, yeah, please go. Uh, what was the, again, for the listener's perspective, they're gonna go, because I always like to go, okay, what was the true path? Because with That's My Irony, we're trying to explain people's uh, synchronicities or, or the myronistic events uh, that take place, basically connecting the dots of life. So here you are taking acting class. Here you are as an imaginative child. You sound like my little sister, actually, where she would play, she would make dolls up. We didn't have a lot of dolls. So she would use a mop and she would put the kitchen towel over the mop because sometimes it was a sponge mop, right? So there's no hair. So she would take the kitchen towel, drape it over. She made ponytails out of the uh, rubber bands from the newspapers that come daily. And, and that would be her, her doll. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was a life-size doll, of course, because it, it had the mop stick to it. <laughs> no, no my, my little sister was crazy that way, in a good way, right? So, so you had that, and then you go into acting, which I think dovetails uh, utilizing that imagination to that degree. And now, of course, you're becoming a little more mature. So is it that you're going into acting before you're even thinking this spiritual realm or I mean, what take, give us the, the dots as they connect, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, acting as a teenager really became a therapy. It became a way for me to explore my own mind in a safe environment because I could get up on a stage and act like a crazy woman that's wanting to pull her hair out and screaming and crying. And, and I could just, you know, I was acting, so it was okay. It was, it was okay to behave like that. It wasn't okay for a, a teenager to be running around playing pretend, you know, like a little kid. <coughs> so it was a way for me to explore and heal. Um, I Definitely at that point wasn't looking at acting as some spiritual thing whatsoever. It became that way as I got older um, and I began to, I guess, channel different kinds of energies through me more consciously while I'm acting. But uh, as a teenager, it really was just a, a, a true exploration of being able to heal, beginning my healing journey without even realizing whatsoever that that's what I was doing. Because home life was, was hard? Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, by the time I was 18, I had 14 different siblings, all from different families, essentially. So my family was, I, I mean, I love everyone in my family and everyone did the best they can. So I don't ever want to say anything bad about anyone. And that's not my um, place to, but uh, it was, I, I guess you can say pretty dysfunctional. I had a lot of step siblings, adoptive siblings, half siblings, um, you know, children from affairs like that would show up. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was really very intense and moved around a bit. And um, by the time I was eighteen, uh, you know, I had no idea who I was. <laughs> I Lost no like every other eighteen-year-old, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a lot more yeah. on her plate at eighteen right. than a lot of us, you know, go through. Way more than me by it. I mean, at 18 was when my, you know, was when things were going to be added to my plate. That's when I was gone to that car accident and fibromyalgia and all that. But to have that, you know, instability, that must have been really hard for sure. Um, so you 
so you started yeah so you so so acting was an escape probably in a lot of ways right from yeah or would you say from like what reality is I mean I know um yeah it was you know and um around 18 is when I started to uh, I actually experienced the death of my best friend she committed suicide and we had been acting together for years and so when she died, I made this vow that I was never going to act again. Again, her oh. honor was like, I'm never going to act again. Um, and then I needed to find a new way to uh, a new outlet. other realms of reality. And, and so that's when I got really into drugs. Um, <laughs> and at first, that was actually quite profound. I experienced a lot of uh, growth from different psychedelic drugs. But that evolved pretty quickly into some other things and that were not so great and enlightening. And it got pretty dark for about four years. Um, I went in and out of different drug rehabs and, uh, you know, was very close to homelessness. And uh, just it was it was but it really was just a lifetime of just crazy dysfunction all boiling to a boiling point. And I needed to learn how to deal with it. And so things were coming up at me. And so I was also diagnosed with bipolar. I was actually diagnosed with bipolar when I was about 12, but they can't really diagnose you at that point. Um, So when I was 18, they gave me the actual diagnosis. Um, So I was really quite lost in in my moods, in my uh, different realities that I was exploring. But in that, I was also starting to have a very deep spiritual connection was something that I didn't quite understand at the time, but it was, uh, it, it was that I, I was really realizing that there was something more and I didn't know how to make sense of it. And at that point in my life and for about a decade, it was extremely scrambled. Um, and it took a tremendous tenacious amount of growth in my twenties, uh, to be able to start to put everything in a linear path. Um, and be able to look at spirituality as kind of more holistic and connected uh, relationship. So the, if I may, uh, for the 17, 18, 19, even 30 year old who, who still finds himself lost, what was it? What was that little snippet of something that you saw or felt that told you there was something more? And how did that happen? So this is a, a very um, synchronistic story. So we we can go myron. We got to go myronistic. That's actually Todd's word. He he loves myronistic. Well, it's yeah. a cool word. It I mean, is a cool word. I love ninja it. Ninja name now, is cool. Myronic is yeah. Myronistic is yeah. Cool. We got hashtag spiritual ninja. We got hashtag myronistic. You know, we're gonna we're gonna start using the yeah. words. Yeah. Since this show right, is all about her her last name, I have to have something to do with it. Yes, no, I love it so much. I actually was going to say it, but I was afraid I was going to say it wrong. So <laughs> I kind of paused for a moment. Oh, okay. You just say you're Swedish or something. You got that slight accent. <laughs> right, exactly. So this is a, a interesting story. So I was about, um, I think I was 27. So it wasn't even, I'm 35 now. So it was like eight years ago. And um I was having a, I don't know, a 
just a spell of madness, I guess you can say. And uh, I had really dove into spiritual growth work because I wasn't getting any kind of help whatsoever from the Western medicine or kind of that whole Western approach was not really <coughs> serving me at all. And so I was diving very deep into spiritual work. I was studying angels and deities and guides and psychic phenomena and intuition and chakras and all of these different things, but nothing was really a straight line for me. It all was very, very scrambled and chaotic. Was it a book? And was it, was no. it something that you bumped into on day one? What was that day one? The, the day one of the, of the spiritual yeah. journey? Yeah. If, if you can recall, I mean, sometimes it's, yeah. it's not easy. It's, I mean, it's kind of a, there was little um, sparks throughout my, you know, adolescence and teenage years, for sure. Uh, probably, I guess if you want to really, really find the exact moment of when I decided that I was going to go into that journey and into that spiritual uh, world was when I was 21 years old. I had just barely got clean from drugs uh, by about two weeks. I got pregnant um, unexpectedly, but I was very happy about it. And uh, <laughs> um, about six months into my pregnancy, um, I got a very shocking call that my younger brother, who I was very close with, um, had uh, been killed, basically. Oh, wow. And it was horrible. And here I am with no tools whatsoever. And you know, trying as hard as I can to, to figure it out as a single mom, I'm not, I'm not even given birth yet, but as a young pregnant 21 year old girl, um, with no, no techniques, no tools, just really trying to make it day by day and, and figure out what success meant to me. And so it could have very easily thrown me off and got me back into drugs. And, um, you know, my life would have been a very different story. But the night that my brother died, or actually it was about two nights later, I had a dream. And in the dream, uh, I was driving down the street and uh, it was a beautiful day and I was in my old neighborhood and all of a sudden I looked over and I saw there was a big fight happening on the side of the road. And he, my brother was there, he was in the fight and he was up against this big bully. And um, I had to run and go and try to save him. And I was hurrying and pushing everybody out of the way. And I, I saw my brother and he all of a sudden froze and he looked so much more grown up. He was sparkling and shining and he looked so happy. And he walked up to me and he put his hands on my belly and he said, you can't save me. And it was I mean, I will never forget that moment. It was as if it happened. It was, he spoke to me. And I knew in that moment I couldn't save him. He was dead. He, he'd been killed in a horrible, tragic accident. And it was, it was already done. There was nothing that could be done. I could go give away my whole life or I could focus on me and my baby. And that's what my brother told me. So that's really the moment that I decided that I was going to take this spiritual journey and that was a really profound moment in my life even though I was dreaming most of my big stuff comes through in my dreams um 
Well, they say it's so much that we get so much information through our dreams and, you know, not to, not to negate that at all, you know, that our loved ones that have passed do come through in our dreams. You know, we can uh, go into different levels of consciousness, dimensions, you know, like it's like pay attention to what your dreams say, but I mean, something that profound, like how could you deny that? Right. Like that's just like, that just gave me chills. I know we both, we both, I don't know if you saw our faces, (laughs) but we were both like, Oh my God, yeah, without that, saying it, because was it, was, it was so beautiful. And I mean, in such, in such tragedy to experience such beauty. Well, and that's why, that's why I was trying to drill down to see, to see if there was a specific moment, because I, I know mine and we've talked about yours. And, and so it's great. It, to me, it's great for the listeners because people sometimes don't think they always put people on pedestals, right? You're this big powerhouse ninja in, in Hollywood, right? So you're on this pedestal. And so when people hear that, <laughs> she's laughing. At no, some let's say there's some lost soul out there who's listening to that, and they, they think they're different. They think, oh, well, you've got it all going on, right? You've got it all going on. Yeah, now she does. And it's you know, I try to drill down in those moments so the average person can go, oh, well, wait a minute, I had this thing that happened to me, and then all of a sudden they can start connecting their dots. Well, and it's whether or not we choose to embrace what our higher selves are trying to have us learn along the way and part of it. And if you ask a lot of, you know, spiritually connected people, more have gotten through really traumatic things because that's the only way we could relate with other people's pain. And it's hard sometimes because I think when you're so deep in the doldrum, sometimes it is hard, even though it's a choice, it's hard to see the light through all that, that deep darkness. But to be able to pull yourself out of, you know, drug addiction. And I mean, that is, you know, um, I, I know I referenced Dr. Brian Weiss so much, but in his book through time into healing, uh, there's a section about drug and alcohol addiction. It says for those that are able to overcome drug and alcohol addiction, they're just trying to get to a higher level of understanding. I think that's so beautiful to be able to look at, you know, I had to overcome prescription drug addiction. So even though, I mean, it, it, it was tough, you know, like I, I went through uh, on days off from work, I didn't go to rehab, but on days off from work, I would go through withdrawal it took me two months. So my, my heart goes out to anybody who's able to overcome that. But you know, it, it is, it's part of the journey, but to, to have that profound moment right then, even though through such loss, I mean, Oh my God, you know, that's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So after, so after that, because I know when something like that happens, it doesn't go away. It just, it's literally, um, it's like this epiphany, you know, like you can't deny what has happened. It just sits in your soul. And no matter what anybody tells you, and even when people are like, oh, you're crazy. It's like, no, I, I, I can't, you know, this is, that's the story of my life, but <laughs> Well, yeah, because it's like the scientists want to drill down and go, you got to prove it, you got to prove it, you got to prove it. And, and we get it here, the two of us sitting here, the three of us now. Uh, it's a knowing. It's a knowing that you couldn't save your brother. It's a knowing that that indeed was a message, not just a, a, a random dream. Right. Yeah. So what happened after, after that to continue on your spiritual journey? Um, you know, that was a, at that point, uh, I knew that, or I thought that success meant and creating a good life for my daughter meant, you know, having a lot of money um, and checking all those boxes. And so I, I 
<laughs> I basically took a, a job, which was really great. I mean, I, I learned so much from it. Um, I did coaching actually for uh, like Fortune 500 companies um, in sales. And so I was doing really well. I was traveling all over. I was making a lot of money um, and really, you know, trying to create a, a good life for my daughter. But I really felt like something was missing um, because I realized that that modern paradigm of telling us that success means money in the bank just really, <laughs> it meant nothing. And so I made the crazy decision to uh, try to, go be an actress and I went completely broke <laughs> and moved to California. And, oh, so that's uh, when you moved um, to California. Yeah. yeah. Well, I moved there because I um, had my job was, I was traveling there a lot, but really underneath that, it was like, okay, I can pursue acting. And everyone thought I was insane. And I was insane. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. I had a two year old daughter and um, I went from this like very high level job that no one my age should have had from making tons of money to literally making no money and having to do a bunch of odd jobs. And then I started to experience a really major health crisis. And uh, it was, it was really, really crazy for, I don't know, like eight years or something. It was just absolutely crazy. Maybe not eight years, maybe seven years. But um, during that time, uh, I just really was seeking this spiritual stuff, spiritual growth stuff felt really intriguing to me and really interesting to me. I love mysticism and metaphysics and um, I got really, really lost in it. And that actually at a certain point became unhealthy because I became really almost obsessive with the fantasy of spirituality and I became very ungrounded. Um, which I see that's, and sometimes maybe I think that's part of the process is you have to just go so into it and, um, and play with it and get lost in it and have it be absolutely everything in the whole wide world. But I became so ungrounded and, um, and it, it, it was not, it was almost like a drug addiction. I was getting high on spirits, you know, instead of getting high on, <laughs> on drugs. So, um, but this is my, um, my myronistic story. Where I, I began uh, kind of experiencing these big downloads of communication. And I didn't necessarily know where it was coming from, but it was this just really high level wisdom that would come through. And I think a lot of doctors would say I was just super bipolar and I was having manic, you know, breakdown or whatever. But um, they, have, they have a pill for that, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny just because you receive information. It's like, oh, yeah, you're bipolar, you know. Now, let me check. And, and let me check real quick before you go to the, the heavy downloads. Um, wh wh when you were really deep in the spiritual realm, were you receiving? Were you were you seeing? Were you receiving? Were you getting uh, words? Uh, um what would you call it? Words in your head? Uh, were you getting visions as in graphics in your mind? What was it? All of it. So All of it. from the Claire, from the, the, when we say the Claire's, would you mm -hmm. have all the Claire's, would you say? Where the, you got Claire sentiments where you feel it, Claire audience, you hear it, clairvoyance, you see it, Claire cognizant, you know it. It's pretty good. I can never and memorize And then there's all that. one other one where you can actually smell energy. I know a few people. Can you do that? 
Uh, I, I don't really know if that's my. <laughs> that's a really, really rare one. That one she is. Goes like, that one, people going, no, no, that's one of that's like one of the rare ones. Is that it. you can smell energy? Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google that. I've never heard that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's one of the more rare clairs. But you got all the other clairs. Wow. Yeah, in, it in was it was all of it. You know, I would have yeah. visions, I'd have dreams, I'd have communication, I'd have, you know, dead people come talk to me. And, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I would. Whoa. You know, uh, uh, yeah, it was all of it. Like, so this, uh, okay, are these now? Now you've really piqued my interest. <laughs> um, are, are are these messages random? Are they? Do they help fill in the blanks of your own puzzle of life, or are they just random things people are trying to come at you and because you're. Uh, susceptible to it. I've read about that. And so they tell you, they, they're trying to talk to you, but you don't know what the message is for or who it's for. Is it, was it like yeah, that? It was a lot of that. It was all at that point. Anyway, it was, and this was when I was about 26, 20, probably like 27 to about 30 is when that whole, all my psychic stuff really took off. And it wow. was, but it wasn't it wasn't good to be honest. It was really overwhelming. Oh, yeah. totally, okay. It was a complete sensory overload. I didn't know how to turn it off. I didn't know how to control it or gain any kind of mastery over it. It was so much information that it did make me actually feel crazy. It was crazy, but it was the stuff that was coming through or the things that I would see. And then I would share with people would give them such big awakenings. It was, it was really amazing but it was super overwhelming and I there's this meme that I always laugh over I don't know if you guys have seen it but it's like this picture of this woman and she's meditating and looking all happy and it's just what people think a spiritual awakening looks like <laughs> what it actually looks like and it's like a picture of a woman in a horror movie <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is like literally a picture of what I experienced. <laughs> you, you just sparked another question. So talking about somebody, people from the dead talking to you or a horror, more, uh, a horror movie, what, what pops in my head is, is some murder victim. Is that person coming to, to talk to you? And if so, do they, do they have that knife stuck in them? Or the, the, is, it, is it gory oh, like that? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just, it's popped in my head. Is that weird? Is that weird? No, and honestly, there was one experience where I did have someone come talk to me as a spirit being that was a child oh. that had um, died in a, like a pool drowning and basically took me through the whole entire experience. And it was horrible. It was yeah. absolutely horrible. And I, at that point, actually, I, I, I said, no more. I literally said, no more. I can't receive this because I don't even know what to do with this information. Who am I supposed to go tell that this, you know, I don't know who this is from or who this is. And I think I'm just being really open. And so everyone's, you know, just coming and talking to me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, that, at that point actually is when I, I said no more and it kind of shut off, it, you know, it did. Oh, it, it did. It, you it you, you realized like, oh, okay. So maybe, um, I'm not crazy. <laughs> See, that wasn't a bad question. She goes back to grade school. There are no, there are no bad questions. Exactly. Okay. No, <laughs> no it was a good question because it was true. It was really it, it took something like that, right? To make me go, okay, I need, this is too much. I need to shut this off. And I just said, and before that, I'd never really laid the boundary. I'm like, that's okay. too much. Stop it. And so after that, I kind of 
started trying to work with this energy in more tangible ways. And so I started working with automatic writing or meditative um, channeling and, and really trying to have a little more direction with, with who I was talking to or what message was kind of trying to come through or, or whatever. And at one point I went into meditation and this is my story I can share with you guys. Uh, I went into meditation and uh, I, I was like, who am I talking to? And I hear, um, I hear this voice tell me Athena. And I got this vision of uh, a Pegasus and a few other things. And I thought Athena, that really literally meant nothing to me. Like that's like a great goddess, right? So I go online later and I, <laughs> I look and I see, I type in Athena meaning and this thing pops up that just still, I'm like getting emotional almost talking about it. This thing pops up that says Athena, also known as Minerva. And I just started bawling because my grandma, who was like my saving grace all through my childhood, um, and I, uh, just absolutely amazing woman, she called me Minerva growing up. Oh, wow. Goosebump moment. Goosebump moment. And she always told me she didn't know why she called me that. That was just my name. And so when I read that, I thought, oh my God, like it was confirmation for me that yeah. I may feel like I'm absolutely insane. And maybe the doctors are telling me I'm crazy. And maybe this experience has been crazy and I don't know how to master it yet, but there's some truth here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lean into yeah. that and trust it. Well, and it's so great when you get those confirmations because, you know, I haven't gone into much about my, you, you, I've told you, Janelle and Todd, you know, but not haven't publicly said much about my spiritual experience. That was so profound, but I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I was told, you know, or not told I was shown. I was like, I spent like 24 hours with this God energy and I was given all these messages about the future and, and all these things that were going to be happening and then I was then told I was going to go through more pain. And I was like, wait, more pain? Hasn't, you know, all this 10 years of pain, hasn't that been enough pain? And, and then I was, and I was called bipolar. Um, you know, I was uh, put in this box of, you know, like box of crazy. <laughs> and, you know, but whatever happened was so profound. It couldn't, it could, I could not shake it. You know, and that's what this book that I'm writing, um, you know, to share these experiences, because so many of us have had these experiences. You know, I'm not saying I'm the only one that's had this sort of experience. And, and it's like, what if we all come together as, as a collective and be able to share openly? And that's ultimately what we're trying to do with, with this concept of irony. And I know with your production company, you know, it's like this conscious, this consciousness that we're trying to bring, but it's as a collection because when we're by ourselves, it is so lonely. And I was so lonely for so long until I then met this, um, met this next person in my journey who was able to give me confirmation of things that had happened in that experience. And it's like that sort of confirmation is what keeps us going of like, no, you're not crazy. Just keep figuring out, or as we say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs. Just keep on going. You know, you will get to those answers. 
So after you had that like aha moment for yourself, where did that take you from there? Uh, you know, from there, it, it, it was a lot more trust uh, in the whole process. And I really, really from there focused on learning how to <laughs> set boundaries, like spiritual boundaries. And, uh, you know, years later, that's where my book, Spiritual Ninja, would, would essentially come from. Um, it was it was like, wow. I And maybe it probably, now that I'm saying this out loud, it probably also goes back to having so many siblings and and parents and, you know, being so enmeshed and not really knowing where I start or somebody else begins and, so and I end. And so not really being raised with any kind of boundaries whatsoever. And so I started to create boundaries on a spiritual level of like, okay, now is my time that I'm going to uh, work with uh, channeling or meditation or, you know, whatever, but I'm going to learn how to have a boundary with this. So it's not just all coming at me at once. I'm the one that's in charge. And so that was a um, that was an interesting journey, and it, it continues to be, you know. It, and um, and I feel at this point, years later, far more grounded and much more connected spiritually, and in a different way. It's more of that knowing that you talk about. It's it's not having to prove it to myself um, or to anybody else. It's just who I am, and. I don't even really need to talk about it that much, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it is, it's just who I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, who you are is one of the most fabulous people I now know. Like I just, seriously, yeah. you're, you're just so amazing what you're creating, what you're doing. How old is, when did you write Spiritual Ninja? Um, I wrote Spiritual Ninja a few years ago, but I just published it this last year. Um, this year has been like a big publishing year for me. I published uh, uh, two books and then a mini book. And then um, also hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have my other next book published and then I have another one coming next year. So I've been right. spending a lot of time writing and then finally got around to, to releasing them. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a lot. Well, Spiritual Ninja is such an incredible book. I actually wanted to grab my copy, but I just moved and I, I can't figure out what the heck I did with it. <laughs> it's in a box. But it's in a box somewhere. But yeah. I, it's such a beautiful cover. It's all purple and blue. I showed it to you. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. But for anybody who uh, is an empath, especially that, you know, you feel like you take on everybody's energy. Um, I gave it to my, my friend, um, my friend Cammy, who actually does all my posts for Instagram. Well, our posts for Instagram. <laughs> and, um, you know, she's such a, a strong empath. And like that book helped her so much, Chanel. Like she just really, she was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, understanding that you do have to put those boundaries up because literally anything, you know, can come you know, yeah. come to you that way, but <laughs> which I have no knowledge about, which, I, which is why I love to hear the story. How long, when you, let's go back to when you, uh, before you, what was the name again? Manush? Uh, Minerva. 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 Yeah. Minerva. 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 Uh, Minerva. I was thinking, I don't know where I got that. Like Minerva. Minerva. <laughs> Minerva. Well, and before that, you, when you shut it off, you said no more. How long did you go? Did you go six months? Did you go a year? Did you go two years? go three months good question probably a few months oh you did yeah. and then you got the minerva 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 gosh <laughs> it's gonna be like the muppet but that makes sense but that makes sense that that happened at that time because 
it's, you don't know what to do with all this. It's coming all at you at once. It's all chaos. And you don't know even who to help with it. And, and, and of course, the other side understands the, uh, the traumas and, and the chaos you had as an adolescent. But what better love is there than from grandma mm-hmm. to, to gain and, and, and recapture that trust and, and that pure purity of love, really, purity of love. And that's, I, so I can see that, that that alone would just go, oh, there's got to be something here. There's no doubt. There's no way. There's no, there are no you know, coincidences. There's none. No. That no, everything mm-hmm. happens for some reason. It's just that most of us miss it. I've been so guilty of it throughout my life, missing so many things. Now I just watch out for them. Now I just, everything's on Well, on, And on that's purpose. why you're trying to teach kids. That's what you're doing. You know, Max Rhymes, you're, yeah. you're bringing this awareness. Trying to prime them, basically. Right. Prime them. Before, yeah. Well, like your three-year-old. And like one year, I, I, I talk to grannies all the time because I call our hotline and I have it just directed to my phone. I love talking to them. And I, I literally, I probably talk to like three grannies a day. It's awesome. And I just use, I just use the name granny because it's fun. Most of them are, most of them are great grandmas because they're the ones that are most technically challenged and they don't have computers but they have their smartphones but they just ah oh, forget it can you, i just buy them over the phone <laughs> so anyway we, we typically talk for like 10 or 15 minutes we talk about the grandkids and it, it's just fun so oh wait a minute i just forgot what oh, don, see senior moment i just <laughs> forgot where i was going with that <laughs> you're talking awesome. about you're talking about how often you have forgot you haven't paid attention to the science and oh you're yeah talking about yep. you know like bringing this awareness Bringing awareness to, to the kids at zero, at age yeah. zero. I just talked to Granny today and told her, because uh, uh, she, well, is the, the book's good for a one-year-old. She can't read it. No, no, you don't want them to read. I'm, well, you do, but I mean, <laughs> you don't need them to read. From third trimester, from third trimester, when their brain's starting to be developed, that's when we should be reading, talking, singing to our kids. They'll memorize everything. Like all these rhymes, these kids will have them memorized before they can even speak, let alone read. And that's music to any parent's ears. Of course, mm-hmm. the ones that are like 10, you're like, Shit, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. so so I know you said um, you used to do auto writing. Um, I, that's one of my gifts. That was my first. No, I'm sorry. That was my second gift that I discovered. Did you know who you, whose energy you were tapping into? Uh, you know, I really just um, it. I I began really working with and this is part of why i wanted to create spiritual ninja was there's one section in spiritual ninja where it's a chapter if you remember about um all these different aspects of yourself you have your child self your adolescent self your higher self in that book i kept it you know foundational but um i talked briefly about how we all have our, our guides right we have our masculine self our feminine self and and so i really work to develop a relationship with this Minerva, whoever Minerva was, and really asked that all energy come through Minerva first. Oh, so okay. It kind of got to me, it became very, very clean, and I could trust the energy and not have to be worried that, you know, a, a child that had died in a pool accident was going to come and talk to me and relive me through that, you know, relive that trauma through me. So, um, I, when I began automatic writing, it was really um 
whoever wants to talk to me has to come through through this guy first or this girl first you know she's the boss oh that's (laughs) really smart (laughs) and i would recommend everyone who's going through you know this spiritual awakening to really work to develop a relationship with either your higher self or um especially your higher self i mean really it should be your higher self and that essentially that's really who minerva is on some level Mm -hmm. um but, you know, relationship with any kind of deity that you believe you can trust, whether that's Buddha or Jesus or, or whomever, you know, uh, Archangel Michael, whoever you want to call in, um, have that energy be the filter. And so when it gets to you, it's really, really clean and it feels really good. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, when I started automatic writing that. So it all was coming through. And okay. still to this day, when I do automatic writing, um, that's the intention behind it, that it's all being filtered through my higher self and my higher self's higher self. Cool. When, when you get that writing, is it to share with a, a specific person or could it be a group of people or what? Yeah, it just depends. You know, and a lot of times I don't really know why I'm receiving it at the time. Oh. And maybe it will show up later. When I was working as a healer, which I did for about four years, and I had a really good, strong healing practice. Um, in Santa Barbara, and uh, I would do automatic writing or, or, or meditation or whatever. And the next day, when someone would come in for a session, it was like, "Oh, that's who this is for." <laughs> oh, really? How cool! Oh, it, was, it was amazing. It was really quite remarkable. I'd be like, "I have no idea what this means," you know. But uh, the next day, it's like, "Oh, you need to hear this," and it would be like tears. <laughs> oh, wow! That's so beautiful. That really cool. <laughs> I I like that. That's so cool. Do you still have that practice in Santa Barbara? Um, I don't do healing anymore. I've really kind of shifted more now to, I I started to realize as a healer that a lot of people were giving their power to me as almost like a guru. And I didn't want that at all. I mean, that was not, um, and I think we've been trained to do that. We've been trained since the moment we're born, that there's some kind of power outside of us that does our healing for us. And I felt like at a certain point, I was contributing to that idea and that belief. And so I started to really shift my whole practice to creating systems that can help people heal themselves. And um, that's why I was really, really felt, especially in 2020, it was perfect timing for Spiritual Ninja to be released. I released it like the week that the pandemic hit and the lockdown started, which is from a business standpoint, kind of dumb. Um, but it actually ended up being perfect because it was the need, the, the tools that people needed to stay grounded in the crazy world. So um, that's been most of my, my, I still work with people one-on-one, but it's shifted. It's not really necessarily that I'm doing energy healing sessions with them. I'm actually coaching them to do energy healing on themselves, giving them the, the appropriate tools to do that. Or to, you know, if they want to create a business, I have a whole healing modality I train people in and they go and they can create a business with it if that's something they want. But it always is with the foundation of the person that you're healing is the healer, right? You're, you're, you're the facilitator, you're the witness, you're the helper. Um, and um, that's what makes you a healer. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Well, you know, I know we talked um, 
we haven't been able to go into much about this because I, I just discovered really the Akashic Records. And I know you've said you've done the Akashic Records. Todd just got his Akashic Record read. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually been, I, I actually, I'm going, I'm, I'm doing a course to learn how to read the Akashic Records. And the whole concept is that anybody can do it. You are, everybody is their own oracle. You know, it's just whether or not you tap into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's nice to get that confirmation from other people for sure, mm -hmm. because sometimes it's like, you know, is that really what's going on, you know, sort of thing. But mm -hmm. like, I love the fact that that's what you want to do with your healing practice is, you know, showing people how to heal. And that's, and, and honestly, that's what, uh, with this podcast, we're trying to show people how they can tap into, you know, whatever ability out from just that higher perspective, because if we just pay attention to it and we start really listening and becoming in tuned with ourselves, you know, it's amazing what we discover. Especially when you look at all the myronies in your life, like to come out with spiritual ninja right at the onset of COVID, which like you said, from a business perspective, if you were opening a restaurant, oh, God forbid, or, or something like that. I mean, all that money and energy and time you, you put in, uh, but it was a, there's a dot right there. there but the irony is even funnier because she wrote this book years ago and then finally right? it's coming <laughs> out in. Yeah. Let's know, go back. Right. When was that written? You said three years ago. Yeah. And I mean, well, let's see, uh, at least, at least two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's been a process, you know, I, spiritual ninja <laughs> is really, really, I mean, it's all the tools that I used in order to figure out how to make sense of all the craziness that I went through. I'm like, cause you know, you said that earlier, Alicia, it's lonely. You feel so lonely. You're like, Oh my God, I'm like a crazy person and I don't know who to go to and I don't know who to talk to and I, I'm, I'm losing it. And so I, I created a book that I wish I had essentially, you know, it's just super simple. Like do this meditation, do this practice, do this technique. And it's not hard. It's very simple. And it's just little, I really tried to make it as, as simple as, as possible for people. Oh, it's such a simple, but profound and fun book. Like everybody needs to, we'll have it in the show notes and everything, but it's so, it's such a great book. I, you, you, you gotta read it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. now, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, no, I think you said something that was spot on for virtually everybody when they're doing something for the right reason. You, you wrote the book because you wish you had it at a time in your life where you really needed it. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately for you, or fortunately for you, depending on how somebody wants to look at it, you needed to go through those things in order to create the books. So, I mean, somebody's got to pave the way, right? Which, yeah. which leads me to my next question, by the way. So mm -hmm. just to recap here, in just case somebody, you know, fast forwards and they miss part of the beginning of here, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Your childhood was tough. The, the, then you go to drugs, addiction, and all these things. You go into acting, which is, and, and then you've got this wonderful job, and then you go into acting, uh, and you become broke, which, by the way, I thought that was a prerequisite to become an actor anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're whining about there. Everybody's right. broke when they become an actor. <laughs> you didn't say you were a waitress. I was waiting for that because no, a starting actor, waitress, <laughs> waiter, that seems to be the job. But let me ask you, would you change anything <laughs> um no and, and i'm hesitating because the younger me is like swearing at myself right now. <laughs> <Tell> you, <what? laughs> 
<laughs> like, I, 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 a funny story. I literally remember I was about, I don't know, 27 or 28. And I remember falling to my knees on the floor and I was like looking up to the sky. And I was like, I was like, God, you are a masochist. You are a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally agree. Oh my god, the Valentine's. Now you you said that a little politely. I'm gonna guess that maybe you were you know you, the tone was a little different when you actually did it. Oh yeah, it was it was ugly. And actually, my husband witnessed it, and he still to this day makes fun of me for at the time that I was you know saying the f word to God, <laughs> yelling at the sky about what a sicko. <laughs> okay, I, 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 have, I have to share this with you. Can I share the yeah. bathroom scene? Oh my God, this story? is, yes, this is fine. I have to share this with you because it's right up that, that piece, right up your alley on that piece. So I've been on this quest, you know, since 2006, I, for me, I asked God to give me something else to do with my life. Uh, as you already figured out in your young life, that money wasn't the gateway to happiness. I had the, the house at the picket fence and the three kids and the beautiful cars and vacations and all that kind of stuff. But something intuitively inside me said, this can't be it. This cannot be it. Just buying a bigger house and buying bigger cars and buying bigger vacations is no. So I asked God to give me something else to do with my life. And then fast forward like five, six, seven, eight years later, whenever it was, um, I'm, I'm, I'm finally at my wit's end because now I've, well, for me, the catalyst was one book and that book just opened the floodgates of my mind. And then I, I became who was never a reader. I hated English class. I, I just, I'd rather be outside. Who, I just became an avid reader overnight. And it was all on brain science, behavioral sciences, epigenetics, things like that. And it completely did change me. I became a better everything. So I was, I was knee deep in writing a book for teenagers, creating a website for teenagers, creating an animation video for kids with leukemia. And I knew nothing about leukemia or animation for that matter. And then my wife, who's an elementary school teacher at the time, drops on me that she wants to do children's books. And I'm like, what? I don't want to do children's books. I want to only do things that are helping people. Mind you, I've got a business <laughs> I'm running. I've got three kids. I'm volunteering at their school. I'm doing all, I'm coaching. I'm doing all the stuff that you normally do as a dad. And uh, so... I go to this, I, I'm finally at my wit's end and I'm going, okay. Uh, so I go to the smallest room in the house, the bathroom. And we got an old house, so it's all plaster walls. So I'm like, okay, no one's home. I can scream, the neighbors can't hear me. So I literally go in there and I'm screaming, I'm good, God, what do you got me doing? And, and for like 15, 20 seconds, I was just ranting. And finally something hit me, it was really weird, but something hit me and I go, wait a minute, I can do this, I can do anything. And I got this rush that came through my body. And I'm, I, I sat down on the toilet. Lids closed, by the way. So, no potty <laughs> but, so I sit down. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm looking straight up. Oh, shit. Did I piss somebody off? <laughs> That's what I said out loud. And, and, and I'm like, are you telling me I'm on track? And I just get this whoosh that went through my whole body again. And I remember for like 30 seconds, I was able to ask yes or no questions. Uh, but for the life of me, I can't remember any questions other than the first one that I was on track. And, and from there on, I said, okay, God, I, I'll, never, uh, I'll never question you again. That was a lie because <laughs> stress happened again. And, and you know, it's an, there's, other, there's other stories. But ever since then, every time I asked for a sign, I received it. 
Mm. Every wow. sense of, but it was like that. It was, it I was at a point where I'm like, this is crazy. Why am I giving up this company that just spits out money and I'm spending all this money over here and I'm, and I'm sacrificing time away from the van. You can't do all these projects. It's like you, you're doing all that writing. I hadn't even finished them all. I'm doing all of them at the same time. And I'm just like pulling my hair out. So I, 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 that's what triggered this story, by the way, is because of your story there too, yelling at God. I think it's normal. Well, I think, yeah. I think it's almost healthy. I, oh, well, <laughs> well, to hear the real story of Todd, I mean, it's an incredible story about like why he was asked to do the children's, you know, video, animated video on leukemia. Oh, oh. Like, it's incredible. That's episode two and three of the podcast. And like for listeners who haven't listened to it, that's how we connected. I mean, it's crazy. And literally, I say God, you know, God is love. You know, uh, I believe God's like, I'm going to give this bit of wisdom, this bit of wisdom, this bit of wisdom. Is everybody going to put it together? Or are they only going to claim one as their own? And what do most people do in the name of religion? And it's okay, too. Everything's okay. But God has the most wicked sense of humor. And that's literally, I can't ever do it. That's Winky in our logo. That's God <laughs> winking, <laughs> laughing hysterically. <laughs> knowing that we're swearing at him, you know, or her, whatever, you know, I, I connect as a him, but you know, like, no, we're swearing because he's doing the same thing. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but you know, when we can truly stay on track from that higher self perspective. And I mean, like you could have gone off track so many times. I could have gone off track so many times. Janelle, I know you could have gone off track so many times, but we're all here doing this one big message of really just trying to help people. So well, that, and that's why, oh, can I? Yep, can I, go ahead. <laughs> that's why I asked her, would you take back anything? Because I couldn't take back anything. Now I had the opposite life that you had growing up. Okay, I didn't have any issues, um, so to speak, right? Everybody's got issues, but. Now you've had a pretty and easy I, one from the higher self perspective where you didn't right, have to go right. through hell and back. And That's hell exactly and back right. And hell and back. <laughs> That's exactly right. I created my own hell by saying, by, by asking to do something different with my life and then saying yes to all things. These things. I, I created my own chaos. I won't call it hell. I'll, I'll, I'll say I created my own chaos. Even my wife was like, what are you doing? What are you, my friends, like I would, you think I was going to tell my friends I'm writing nursery rhymes now. I'm going to, I'm going to give me all my businesses. I'm writing nursery rhymes. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even tell friends uh, for the longest time. Yeah. They would have been calling you bipolar. Uh, well, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't want any negative feedback. I knew I was answering something that I had requested. And so it, it was a knowing and I, I needed to do all of those things in order to get the garner the knowledge that I have now to articulate what these books are about. The, the children's books. I didn't even, I didn't even market the teen book, the teen website, the leukemia video. I, I have no time to do that, but I needed all of that to create these children's books. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it is. And, and the reason I articulate that on the show again, actually, is so people understand that even though what seems like hell at the time, and it is hell at the time, uh, as you, as you very well pointed out in your life and in your life and so forth, there, there always is light if you just keep moving yeah. forward. You yeah. just keep moving forward and listen to your inner self. You will find, and I love the fact that you said that you stopped that practice in Santa Barbara because you thought people relying and leaning on you instead of themselves and now getting people to look inward instead of 
outward is to me massive. I mean, to me, that's just huge. So I thank you for that. No, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, and then the other big thing is you have your own production company. So let's talk a little bit about that because, yeah, let's just add some more to your plate. Because, you <laughs> like, it's incredible. <laughs> you actually saw yeah. one of her videos. Remember? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Remember we showed the one? Which on, one was it? Um, oh, geez. I watch videos every day. No, it was yeah. the one. Oh God, Janelle, it was the one you did not that long ago about all the fear that's been going on and oh, it was so beautiful. Um, was it the uh, not normal one? Yes, the, the not normal one. one. The, yes. Uh, okay. Okay. You'll have to watch it again. I'm going to have to, yeah. <laughs> you, he loved it. He loved it. He shared it with his wife and he shared it with a whole bunch of people. As soon as I show it, he'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. 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 <laughs> This is, what happens when you get a little, this is what happens when you get a little older. But yeah, I was just saying like, you know, what our new normal is and, you know, like we don't have to necessarily have that as our new normal. You know, yes, we got to follow certain protocols and things like that, but we don't have to live in this place of fear because right. fear is what is, that is not our normal. No. You know, we're supposed to be living from a place, place of faith, which is... Any is letting go of fear and just truly accepting whatever it is. It's mm -hmm. all okay. So what? So what does your production company do? What do you produce? Um, well, this last uh, year I produced two TV pilots, um, oh, wow. which are in the process right now of being pitched to networks. Um, Girlfriend, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I wrote a lot of scripts in this last year. Um, one of them right now is getting a lot of action from some big people. So I'm really, really like really praying for that. And what and kind of genre is it? it uh, fantasy. fantasy. Oh. So it's really, for me, I'm at a place in my life where, where I really am kind of returning to innocence, you know, and I believe that like you have to actually have real experience to really have innocence as an adult, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, it, it's almost as if now I'm, I'm returning to that magical, enchanted, childlike. Oh, that's uh, so let's awesome. Let's let's come up with stories and let's yeah. share them. So, um, so that most of my, my uh, stuff is, is fantasy driven, but um, like one of, one of the shows I'm, I'm working on is really for teenage girls. And so it's, it's uh, um, very magical, but also, you know, addresses the issues that adolescents deal with. And then another show I'm working on now is um, a psychological thriller, but it's again on the basis of fantasy and a woman kind of getting lost in her own mind. And this story is probably similar to my own on some level. I'm probably pulling from that. Um, but what I, I believe that film is one of the most magical mediums that we have to create transformation on our planet because it has the ability to touch so many people and it takes color and sound and music and vibration and art and puts it all together. And it really is magic. It's just absolutely magical. But the issue is that when you don't come to into that magic with a level of consciousness, um, 
you are, I mean, think about television, right? Tell a vision, you're telling a vision and you're programming someone mm -hmm. based on your belief, um, you know, in your channeling, like we call them channels and, and programs. And, and so we're sending these messages to people and we're using light and flickering light actually does create, it actually, when you watch TV, you do actually enter a state of hypnosis. You know, I'm a hypnotherapist. I understand how this all works and, you know, just, the bare minimum is that you're looking at these flickering lights, you have music, you have these different things all coming into your measuring devices, which are your eyes, which are then going to your brain and you get put into a trance-like state. And so for me, it's really important to take that very seriously and honor that you are literally putting someone in an altered state by putting a screen in front of them. And what kind of message do you want to deliver? So that doesn't mean that I only want to do like you know, super cheesy faith-based films. I want to really address the humanity in the world of, you know, that we deal with drugs and sex and yeah. rock and roll and, and, you know, death and crime and poverty and all of these things and not just pretend like those don't exist and, and put a spin on it. You know, like my, my work has swear words in it and it has, <laughs> it has, you know, other things that are not PG, you know, but um, but ultimately, every story that I write or that I that I create has a positive message yeah. that you ultimately get to. Um, so, so you're writing I'll, from I'll like a higher you. like a higher self perspective, and like it's like here's our humanity, but let's look at it from a higher yeah a yeah. higher perspective. So, yeah, like how do we integrate redemption and healing and forgiveness and and all of these things and bring the dark darkness into light and no matter how dark it may, may be so it's not avoiding the issues because we do that so much in our world we, we 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 avoid it it's painful even in my story where I said I was getting messages from this you know dead child that was coming to me I was like turn it off right, <laughs> right. that would scare we, me we don't we don't want to look at this stuff because it's really really hard to look at it um, but because of that, it's, it's coming up at us in so many ways of the world. And um, we're living in a, a really intense time right now. And we have an opportunity um, to either awaken or destroy ourselves. And so I want to do my small part in, in helping people, you know, whether it's in coaching, helping people look within themselves and find their spiritual breakthrough so they can bring whatever their creative vision is into the world, or if it's a, a film or a TV show that, uh, you know, can deliver a positive message. I feel like I've, I've done my, my part. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. It's like spiritual entertainment. Yeah. That's so, you can take it. That's, it's free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's so incredible. It's like, I don't even know how you, how you would create a production company. Like that just, that seems like so far I don't either. I think you just live by the Nike creed. You just do it, you right? Just, do it. You just, just out of out of nothing, out of the ether, you just end up doing it. How long have you had your production company for? Um, a few years now, um, and you know it's evolving, and it's a um, it's a it's a lot of fun. I can't think of anything better to do. I could spend the rest of my life on a set, you know, making movies cool. with people. It's just that it's a dream come true. And how did you come up with the name Lemurian? Uh, so Lemurian is based off of, um, uh, if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, the civilizations before the modern world, but we had the, and you've probably heard of like Atlantis. Mm -hmm. um, Lemuria is the land that was here before Atlantis. Mm. 
Oh, I have heard of, yes. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it has to do with, with uh, Lemuria and really bringing, because Lemuria in, I mean, some cultures it's called Eden, in some cultures it's called Mu, you know, it just depends on where you are in the world um, or what religious practice. Uh, So for me, it really is a return to innocence. And that's awesome. That's, 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 that's what it's about for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. So we are writing books. We are, we've got a production studio and you're still working one-on-one to clients. Mm-hmm. Mostly, yeah. Holly, yeah, mostly awesome. Hollywood monkey mucks. Is it that, or is it just Joe, <laughs> Joe Todd on the street? <laughs> no, it's a massive blend. <laughs> it's a massive blend. Like right, right now I'm, I'm working with someone that's a, um, you know, like works in the car business as one of my clients. I got another one that's a, is a mom, another one that's a student, you know, and I got somebody else in Hollywood. It just, it's, it doesn't sure. Sure. people, we're all people doing our thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's also teaching people how to your energy work, right? You're, that's what, that's another side of her. <laughs> she's. I love it. All at what? 35. This is great. This is great. No, the reason it's great is because I'm, you know, 55. I just turned 55. And, and I feel like I'm just getting started because now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm changing chapters in my life. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm just getting started. What's great is, God, man, if I had that at 35. I know. Whew, I don't even know. I know that I'm, I would I'm do 44 three. now. So I'm like, you know, I'm right in the middle. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see. I know all of us are here working together. As I say, we have this spiritual army being built because the more we come together, the more power we have. And it's like if we, you know, we can just keep raising everybody else up. And, you know, it's like we're, we're all doing different things. But in the same way, we're all doing the same thing because all we're trying to do is help people understand you know like we we, we want to help the people that feel lost like janelle and i specifically because we were so freaking lost you know mm-hmm. it's like that to to save people from that i i mean i know it's like you know that whole thing would i take anything back no but do i want to go through it again no i don't know how <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't know <laughs> how i survived <laughs> it once i don't you know it's just like yeah you know but but what you're, what you've created, Janelle, and I mean, I'm so excited to see what your other books are. I know you talked about the one book you literally channeled like some crazy amount of pages in like four <laughs> days, wasn't that? Like, yeah, just, I have never released that one though. I don't know if I will or if I'll keep it for myself or when the time is right, I'll release it and I won't. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So sorry if I let a cat out of the bag there. Oh no, it's totally <laughs> fine. I mean, you called her out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there's that other book that's coming out. So no, this has just been so wonderful. And um, so for people to connect with you, I know you have a big Instagram following and uh, I know some, some little on Facebook, but like, how can people connect with you, your websites, where can they find you? Yeah, thank you. Um, my website has all of my you know, books and courses and all my stuff on there and the connect page so people can go and connect with me directly. Uh, Instagram, um, I'm always the best with. I just get kind of overwhelmed with social media and I can get lost in it if I spend too much time on it. So I really try to avoid it. Uh, So people want to connect with me, probably just sending me a message. My website's the best. I do have Instagram, um, you know, Janelle underscore Krista and um, another account is 
uh, Janelle Krista Productions. And that's just all my film stuff. So I don't know why I created two accounts. I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> um, so don't do that for listening. Just have one account. Just be yourself. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then uh, I do have a, a free course um, on my website that is available. It has, I just added like, I think there's a total of four meditations and like 10 or 15 videos, a bunch of worksheets and it's totally free. Um, it's called the course on consciousness and it's kind of a little um, teaser, but I mean, it probably will still take you at least four or five hours to go through the course, but it's a, a teaser on, on, you know, expanding your consciousness and going deeper. Um, it's a very, very near and dear to me because my mentor and one of my best friends just passed away in February and oh, I was sorry. Thank you. I was lucky enough to be able to really spend a lot of time with him in his dying process and take him through hypnosis and meditation and prayer and and you know you know healing. It was just the one of the most magical experiences in my entire life. And I took him through one meditation, um, which is uh, uh, guides people to basically tap into their true essence underneath all the materialism of, of the things and the cars and the houses and the people and the jobs and the titles and, and even the body. And it goes through a process of really dropping and releasing the body and, and tapping into that true consciousness. And when I took him through that, he um, kind of opened his eyes and he just had tears streaming down his face. And he said, oh my God, that was so beautiful. I wish I would have done that sooner and would have known that you know, earlier in my life. So I knew right then I needed to release all of that free for people and oh. so that they could go through that and just uh, be able to experience that, that same experience. So that's available totally for free on my website. If people want to go and visit. That's fantastic. That is absolutely awesome. I think everybody has a little bit of that where they wish they knew that earlier. Right. But at the same token, we got to go through our stuff in order to get us to where we're going. It yeah. just is what it is. Well, this has been wonderful. And in fact, the, the fact that I didn't know you before this is even better because uh, Alicia already knew a lot of this stuff. Yeah, well, this month we are focusing on spirituality and really like sharing people that, you know, have the community that we've created and just kind of, you know, making it bigger and bigger but it's uh this is one of my new favorites again i know i know i knew it, it's so much fun for him not to know anything it's I'm like, no, I, love I absolutely love it i love it and, and, I, and I think our the the followers here at that's my Ready are going to love it as well yeah i can so, imagine thank you again janelle so thank much so big awesome. big hugs and love and everything you're creating and can't wait to see what's up next for you because, oh my goodness, I can't it's a lot. <laughs> Everyone, that's all we have today for That's My Rooney Podcast. We will see you all next time. Thank you for joining us on That's My Rooney Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Myronic story shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to our podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but could possibly have the biggest impact on your life, because that's my irony. Alicia and I wouldn't have created this podcast if it weren't for us paying attention to our own personal myronies and started connecting those spiritual breadcrumbs. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in our next episode. And please 
Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our website at that'smyrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable myronies. We would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family, and also comment, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, if something happens that makes you say, hmm, that's ironic. It's not ironic at all. It's myronic. Now that's myrony. See you all next time.